AWOL regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad that you've joined me on the program today. Apologies for uh, the absence on Monday, but uh, I was a little shorthanded at uh, BearingArms.com. Had to make sure that we had plenty of fresh content available on the website, so... uh, Something had to give, and the uh, the give was Cam and Company. But we are back today, and uh, glad to be behind the microphone. Hope that you had a good weekend. We've got a lot to talk about on the uh, program today. Do you remember a few weeks ago, we chatted with a woman named Cynthia Norman? She was a, a Lyft driver in Cleveland, Ohio, and she was carrying her legally owned firearm on the job, Uh, in violation of Lyft's policy, but for the purposes of self-defense, when she was the victim of an attempted carjacking, there were two guys who jumped Cynthia Norman. They they, they posed as fares, basically, and she drove them to where they were supposed to go. It turns out to be a closed business. Uh, And as she's sitting there in her vehicle, the guy in the back seat uh, leans over, wraps his arms around her neck, begins to choke her. The other guy tries to rob her. Cynthia Norman was able to get her gun. She fired several shots, um, and the guys took off running. And Cynthia Norman was fired for that because Lyft and Uber have policies that require that their contractors be unarmed in their own vehicles while they're driving. Not every one of these uh, gig companies has that same policy in place. As a matter of fact, um, uh, there's one company that is uh, at least one company that is silent on the issue, and that is DoorDash. Uh, I've looked at the company's website, have not been able to find any sort of policy that would forbid drivers uh, from carrying their own legally owned and carried firearm in their own vehicle while they're delivering food. And honestly, I can't imagine wanting those individuals to be unarmed, given the rise in carjackings that we've seen uh, for gig workers over the last few months. This is a headline from Ars Technica a month ago. Carjackings are up and gig workers are getting victimized. Opportunistic thieves lie in wait when drivers leave their car running. It's not just when they leave their car running, by the way. Again, you can be behind the wheel and be carjacked. And we're seeing this in increasing numbers around the country. But this week, we also saw a Moms Demand Action activist demand that one of these companies ban drivers from legally carrying a firearm while they are on the job. Uh, Brenda Moss is a, a Moms Demand Action chapter volunteer. She said on Twitter, quote, I didn't know that carrying a loaded gun in a magazine was a requirement to deliver food. Yes, your driver showed up at my door just like that. I'm a survivor of gun violence. Is this your policy? Well, other moms joined in, uh, trying to pressure DoorDash into announcing that it would forbid drivers from protecting themselves while they're on the job. Robin Swordlet, a, uh, another Moms Demand Action volunteer from Virginia, says, it's a no for me, DoorDash. We need to hear your policy on this and plans to be sure that your customers have their meal delivered without the threat of gun violence. Now, again, I've never run across a story, never have I run across a story of a DoorDash driver 
using a gun to accost the person that they're delivering food to. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm saying I haven't seen that story. But I have seen plenty of stories. Talk about the, uh, uh, the drivers actually being attacked um, by those who view them as easy targets. By the way, here's one more mom. Uh, Artsy Jojo Beans. DoorDash, you have some explaining to do. Your driver should not be rolling up to people's homes carrying a loaded weapon, especially not to my friend Brenda Moss's house. Is this your policy? Address this now or a boycott is on. Hashtag moms are everywhere. So again, they're now trying to launch this public pressure campaign against DoorDash to disarm their drivers. Now keep in mind, moms demand action. You know, they say they're not anti-gun, right? I mean, that's one of their, their big talking points. Oh, we're not anti-gun. We're just in favor of a few common sense gun safety regulations. We're not opposed to the Second Amendment. If you are opposed to people carrying a firearm for their personal protection in their own vehicle while they are engaging in one of the more dangerous occupations in the country, yeah, you're anti-gun. Not only that, you're anti-self-defense. I, I, I'm so frustrated by this. The idea that, uh, well, I, I, I don't want somebody with a gun showing up at my door delivering food. Okay. They also don't want to be robbed or killed while they're on the job. Can you not understand their perspective? The perspective of those delivering food to you. If you don't want a gun in your home, don't invite them in. If you don't want a, a driver who's armed, I guess you can use Postmates because they do ban drivers from carrying while they're on the job. But personally, I, I, I will not use a company. Now, it's kind of a moot point for me at the moment because nobody delivers uh, to my rural farm. But I would not use a company that would forbid their drivers from carrying. You know, we've actually seen a sea change on this. Over the past few years, I remember when I first started covering the Second Amendment on a daily basis back in 2004, the policies, we, first of all, we didn't have DoorDash. We didn't have uh, Postmates or any uh, food delivery services, but you could order a pizza. You could order Chinese food. You know, certain individual restaurants and chains would deliver to your door. And virtually every one of the big pizza chains, whether, you know, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's, all of them had policies in place, just like the ones that Moms Demand Action are demanding from DoorDash. They prevented drivers from carrying while they were on the job, using their own vehicle, could not carry a firearm. And I covered, I don't know how many stories of delivery drivers who were fired after they acted in self-defense, saving their lives and losing their job in the process. And I remember the case that changed these policies. There was a young woman in Georgia who was the victim of an armed robbery. And she was able to protect herself. And there were questions at the time to Domino's. This was a Domino's delivery driver. Questions to Domino's. Are you going to fire her? Because she acted in self-defense. And ordinarily, the response from Domino's would be, well, you know, violation of our uh, corporate policy. Uh, yeah, she's going to have to not do her job anymore. But the response from Domino's in that circumstance was different. 
It was, well, it's up to the individual franchise owner as to how they want to address this. And in the case of that individual franchise owner, the owner said, no, she's not going to lose her job. We're not going to make her deliver pizzas anymore, but she can work in the kitchen. And that wasn't a demotion. That was, you know, again, she was the victim of an armed robbery. She might not have wanted to go out and continue driving. Shortly thereafter, there was another incident in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the franchise owner said the same thing. No, I'm not going to fire this driver for acting in self-defense. And since then, the corporate policies have quietly changed to allow for those individual franchise owners to decide for themselves what happens to those drivers. And you don't really hear much about pizza delivery drivers being fired for acting in self-defense anymore. Instead, now, again, you hear stories about Lyft drivers, like Cynthia Norman, being fired after they acted in self-defense. You also hear plenty of stories about unarmed drivers being the victims of violent crime. One of the responses to the uh, tweet by Brenda Moss was from uh, Moms at Arms, uh, one of our writers, by the way, uh, here at BearingArms.com. And, of course, you can find it uh, find them at Mom at Arms as well. Uh, she said, uh, yeah, God forbid that these drivers watch out for their own safety just to not hurt your feeling. And then she provided screenshots of several recent stories just in the past few months uh, to the past few years, a DoorDash driver escaping an attempted uh, uh, carjacking in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Uh, DoorDash responding to a carjack driver in St. Louis. Fellow driver devastated. Uh, there is also uh, an uh, individual who was arrested after pointing a gun at a DoorDash delivery man. And a, a man waving a gun at a Conway DoorDash driver after she refused to give him her phone number. Back in 2019, a DoorDash driver was murdered on the job. There may have been other cases since then. I just happened to run across that story as I was doing a, a few minutes of research today. The threat to these delivery drivers is real. And it doesn't, it's not alleviated entirely if they can carry a firearm, but at least they have the opportunity to fight back if possible. And yet the attitude from the moms demanding disarmament is we need to hear your policy on this and plans to be sure that your customers have their meal delivered without the threat of gun violence. If you're saying that a, that a legally armed American with a concealed carry license is an automatic threat of gun violence, you are not, you are not a Second Amendment supporter. You are not in favor of common sense gun safety regulations. You are in favor of disarming some of the most vulnerable workers out there today. Now, listen, I, I don't know what DoorDash is going to do. As far as I can tell, they have not responded. But I would encourage them, and I would encourage you to encourage DoorDash to not forbid their drivers they're contractors. Because again, these aren't even employees. These aren't even employees. But I would again encourage you, send a note to DoorDash well, on social media, send them an email, say, listen, words to this effect. Don't put your drivers at risk. Don't make them choose between their life and their livelihood, which is what Moms Demand Action wants them to do. Respect their right of self-defense while they are working to make a living.
And if you do prohibit drivers from carrying in their own vehicle while they're on the clock delivering food for you, I will not use your company anymore. Boycotts can work both ways. Now, I, honestly, I don't know about the threat of a boycott from Amish Demand Action, but I know it's my personal policy. Again, I, I really try not to utilize these services of companies like Lyft or Uber, uh, even when I'm, you know, in cities, not really an issue again out in Farmville, but uh, when I'm in, you know, Washington, D.C. for work or things like that, I really try not to use those companies. Not because I have anything against the, the contractors themselves, because I, I don't want to support these policies that make workers choose between their life and their livelihood. That is an unfair choice to make. And what happens is many of these drivers end up saying, look, I'd rather lose my job than my life. And they carry regardless. I, I can't say that I would make the different decision. If I were a, a rideshare contractor, if I were driving for Uber or Lyft or DoorDash or Postmates, knowing what I know about how often these individuals are the victims of violent crime, yeah, I would carry. And if the company found out about it and I lost my job as a result, I mean, I, I guess I'd have to go look for another job. But I'm not going to put my life at risk for whatever tips might come my way and the, 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 the fees that I might accrue from delivering this food while I'm disarmed. The risks are too great. And it would be, I think, a, a disastrous move for DoorDash to change their policy or to publicly announce that, no, their drivers must be disarmed while they're on the job or else they can't drive for DoorDash anymore. In fact, instead of doing an armed citizen story today, I want to give you an unarmed citizen story. Because one of the objections I know that, that I'd hear from Moms Man X is, look, just cooperate. I mean, if you're a driver and somebody carjacks you, they want your car. They don't want your life. So just give them what they want. Hand over the keys. Hand over your wallet. It's not worth fighting back. You're better off if you just give them what they want. Try to get a description for police, and, and, and they'll let you go. The problem with that argument is that you are supposed to put your trust and your faith in the person who's holding a gun to your head. I, I don't know about you. I don't generally have trust issues, but if somebody's trying to rob me, yeah, I'm not going to assume that they have my best interest at heart. Case in point, story out of Texas, carjacking slash shooting victim. I complied and I still got shot. I just don't understand it. It's from uh, Fox 4 in Beaumont, Texas, uh, Dateline Port Arthur. The victim of a carjacking and shooting says he complied with the suspect's demands and still got shot. The man who did not want us to identify him is struggling to understand why. Well, the short answer is because they don't give a damn about you. If they did, they wouldn't be carjacking and robbing you in the first place. Now, the details of this case, two suspects confronted this man about 4.30 Monday morning as he was walking out of his house. 
in Port Arthur, Texas, getting ready to go to work. He said, I turned around to lock my front door and I come walking down the sidewalk and the guy had a pistol drawn on me and just came running at me. And he told me to get down and he pushed me to the ground and he told me he was going to shoot me and asking for money. Now, this guy didn't have any money, but the suspects took his cell phone and his car keys and his work bag. And the victim said, and then they hit that curb right there across the street. When they did, the guy in the passenger seat, the one that had me on the ground with a gun, stepped out of the step rails, reached over the top of the truck and shot four times. And one of them got me in the arm, which is the one that hit the middle of the floor. He called police. Ambulance arrived. He was taken to a local hospital. He was treated and released. He said, I'm scared for your life. Scared for your family's life. You don't know what else he's going to try to do. Luckily, he just got in the truck and left after he fired four shots at me. The uh, police found the victim's truck and cell phone. He's a short distance away. They didn't even try to, you know, turn around and uh, give the car to a chop shop or anything like that. Victim said, you know, I'm usually paying attention. It's just when I turned around, he come running at me. He was hiding behind my other truck. And what are you supposed to do? Guy comes running at you with a gun. You do what he asks you to do. If you're unarmed and you're unable to fight back, yes, that's probably your best bet. There's no guarantee that you're not going to get shot anyway. Personally, I would prefer to be armed. I realize that it doesn't offer a 100% guarantee that I'd be able to use my firearm in self-defense, but there's a 0% chance that I'd be able to use a firearm in self-defense if I don't have my gun on me. This victim says, uh, he urges everybody to pay close attention to their surroundings. He says, even that little split second you let your guard down, something could happen. He says, I think that's what happened today. I let my guard down for that split second, and it got me. I, I, honestly, in this case, I, I, I don't know. Because the guy was running at him with a gun. So unless he could run back in his house, unless he you know, spotted him far enough away, he could run back in. I don't, I don't know what the guy was going to do. You know, again, at, at some point, you may be faced with a situation where you can't run away. And that armed threat is still present. And in that case, again, if you're unarmed, sure, maybe your best bet is to try to cooperate. But putting your trust and your faith in the person pointing a gun at you is not liable to end well. That was certainly the case in Port Arthur, Texas. I'm glad that this was a non-life-threatening injury. Not something that was even worse. All right, today's uh, recidivist report. New Bedford, Massachusetts. A man has been sentenced for a robbery scheme involving a dating website. 22-year-old Luis Santos pleaded guilty in Fall River Superior Court to indictment charging him with three kinds of armed robbery, according to the Bristol County DA, Thomas Quinn. According to the DA's office, Santos and his 23-year-old girlfriend, Kirsten Gross, set up a scheme in which they posted her video uh, her photo, rather, and created uh, profiles on uh, dating websites like uh, Meet Me and Plenty of Fish. And then on th at least three separate occasions, Santos would lie in wait while Gross met with the men, and then he would rob them at knife point. The uh, district attorney's office says that uh, back in 2019, it was January 31st, 2019, uh, Gross met up with a man that she met on Meet Me, uh, for a date in uh, Dartmouth. Uh, when they arrived, Gross picked up the victim at his home, soon after pretended to get a flat tire and then pulled over, at which point Santos jumped out of the woods with a knife and robbed the victim, leaving him stranded with no cash or cell phone. Second incident, December 28, 2019, similar 
circumstances than December 30th, 2019. Uh, Groves ended up pleading guilty in New Bedford District Court last September to charges of larceny of a person. Just like nothing. Got a uh, two and a half year sentence with one year to serve and the balance suspended for three years. So don't do that again, young lady. Santos, meanwhile, has a lengthy criminal record at the time of his arrest, was already awaiting final disposition in a case dating from 2017. The district attorney says, quote, it's no surprise that the defendant set up a scam to violently rob the victims. He has a history of violent conduct and was on release for dealing drugs when he committed this crime. He needs to be locked up to protect the public. Yeah, he does. So now the question is, why wasn't this 22-year-old with a lengthy violent criminal history locked up to protect the public? Before these charges happen. I mean, keep in mind, these cases were from 2019. It's now 2021. This 2020, this 22-year-old was 20 at the time, about to turn 21. And he still had a lengthy, violent criminal history and was still out on the streets. In Massachusetts, they've got really restrictive gun control laws. Some, depending on where you live in Massachusetts, you might not even be able to get a license to carry. Your, your local police chief just may not issue those. But uh, criminals like Mr. Santos, yeah. Charge after charge, crime after crime, finger wag after finger wag, and then returned to the streets in just a short period of time. All right, finally today, our good deed of the day. I love this story. I really do. Take a look at this headline. Dog rescued by Ohio Animal Shelter to serve as canine officer. Look at that good doggy. I love it. Franklin County, Ohio. Tattoo is the uh, newest officer there in the Franklin County Sheriff's Office. Uh, tattoo rescued by an Ohio Animal Shelter. The uh, office, the uh, Franklin County Sheriff's Office said their team recently adopted the rescue from the Franklin County Dog Shelter an adoption center, and the tattoo is going to serve as a canine officer with the Swatara Township Police Department. So from the shelter to the force, tattoo. Not only uh, saved, but uh, finding his purpose. So uh, in the right place at the right time, willing able to do the right thing. Uh, kudos to the Franklin County Sheriff's Office for uh, rescuing that really good boy putting him to work. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. Thank you again for being a part of the program today. We will be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. I would encourage you as well, check out BearingArms.com throughout the day. We are updating the site constantly with new stories. There's a lot going on in the world of the Second Amendment. Uh, I wish that this program could be uh, longer each and every day, but uh, it is what it is for the moment. Uh, so, again, make sure that you're checking out Bearing Arms so you can keep up with everything going on that could impact your right to keep and bear arms. And, again, final reminder, if you would, please send a polite, civil message to DoorDash. They haven't done anything wrong as far as I know, but we want to encourage them to continue to do the right thing and not put their drivers at risk by disarming them when they are on the clock. All right, don't forget, you can also subscribe to Town Hall Media on YouTube. That way you'll never miss one of these programs. Also uh, on Rumble at Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Bearing Arms Cam and Company as well at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, townhall.com's podcast page. 
so many places for you to get the show. And we certainly do appreciate all your support. We will see you tomorrow. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free.